going just from like. Oh, oh, I got his ass now. Do I have to be fast in the track? I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. Those absolute clowns at 15bmx.com. Go on to my best and whatever happens then, it's good. My butt all got stretched a little bit. And I got a tight little butt. Look, I'm about to light this shit up. Coffee Chatter Live, where are you guys at? Oh, Canada! Coming out of the answer tent right now. Pop Dog Millionaire! Make some noise, sorry, Nighthog. Whoa! December nineteenth, twenty twenty-three, twenty twenty-three year in review pod. Ah, oh, Palm Daddy, right at the end of the year. Holy smokes! Another year, another season of the show. We just keep clicking them off, buddy. We're just delivering the fucking mail as usual on this show. Um, we're live on the Facebook, I believe. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're live on the Facebook, Coffee Chatter Facebook. So, um, yeah, we're doing all our live shows here now instead of YouTube. Find it works better, more audience interaction, and just just an easier platform for for people to listen live. Somehow it's just easier for you to click on it and for us to see the comments come through it in a good time too. Everything's just better. So, you know, it's end of a season, end of season five of Coffee Chatter. We're switching things up. We're trying to be progressive, you know. Just we're not going to stay stale. Going into season six next year, 227 shows now. Hundreds and hundreds of guests. It's crazy. <laughs> Six. God, it's gone by quick. Yeah. It's weird, though, because they, when I think about the years and the amount of seasons we've done, so every year we've done, it doesn't really add up. We started in, what, 2019? I guess it does. You know, math adds up, but it just doesn't feel like it. 2019 wasn't long ago, but it's already going to be our, it's our fifth season of it going into our sixth. It's crazy. We've had a lot of returning guests the last few years now. I think we've started to find our flow with like the guests in the sense of we love stories. We love hearing from new people. I think our people that listen, they enjoy hearing from new people, but we love chatting about the races and stuff and trying to, I think we're getting better at talking to riders about the races and getting a little insight from them and not just getting like, you're not just brushing the surface every time anymore. No. Um, it, for people that are interested, though, because I've seen some, we've got a lot of new listeners the last, I think, couple of years, especially, like, say, the last two or three, probably. Mm-hmm. And then a lot, I've seen a lot of them say, like, oh, you should have, um, I don't know, Sam on the show, or you should have so-and-so. Like, a lot of those guests, like, Sam was, like, one of the first 10, I think he might have been show 10. So that would have been, like, the spring of 2019 we had him on. And we go in-depth throughout his whole career. And this is just just an example because there's other writers too that people want to hear from who maybe haven't listened to them recently. But if you go back through the archives, we've probably had your favorite writer on the show already and gone really in depth on your career. So if you're interested in someone in particular, go back on the show or I don't know if you could search it on like the Spotify app or um, iTunes, but regardless, uh, yeah, you probably can. And we've most likely had him or her on the show. Do you think you could name back our episode one to 10 guests. Like, I don't think I could. Like if I had someone just had a gun to my head and said, who was show one, I would obviously get that. I'd probably get two, three. I might mix up the order of two, three. And I could probably tell you the people that were in one to 10, but I don't know if I would do a very good job at like putting them in the proper order. 
I know I can probably I have a general idea of who the top ten people were, but I don't know if I get an order. Let's let's try and I'm let's just try and now. name the Okay, are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Okay, let me let me try and guess. Okay. So the first three were Joris, Anthony, and Elise, I believe, in order. Good order, yep, correct. Then it gets real tough. So Sam's like <laughs> Sam is either eight or ten, I want to say. I'm not looking at eight, nine, ten. I'm only looking at one to seven right now. So I just gotta scroll. I haven't scrolled. Do you want me to scroll? Yeah, Sam's like eight or ten, I think. Uh, oh my gosh, he's not in our top ten. Oh, really? What's, he, what's not, his number? He was twelve. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Soon. Okay. Yeah. All right. That throws a little wrench in the gear, but <laughs> so we got we got Joris, Anthony, Elise. Yeah. The white the white brothers. They were they're eleven. Okay, we had Laura and Mer Laura and Merrill. They were top ten. There and there's number seven. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I do. I'm gonna give hints. Else? I can give. Oh hints. no 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 hints. No Neek. hints. Yep. Neek number Neek. four. Nice. Nice. Okay, that's five. Liam Phillips. Yep. Number five. Liam. Graf. Graf is. Ooh, no, he's thirteen. Hmm. Thirteen. Yeah, we're yeah six uh, six six. God, it gets real tough. Let me think. Let me think. A, these are all big names in here, dude. It's hard to remember like, which one was in which order. That was so I think five I've years named, ago. I think I've gotten six of them, so I need four more. No, I got five of them or six of them? You've said six people within the top I've got, ten. I've yeah. got oh, six. Okay. Yeah. So you need four, um, four others in the top ten. Okay, I need a hint. Um, number six is an American... That's okay. the first hint. The second hint is he's now a vet pro. Um, was it Nick? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, then not guess Nick. Mr. Johnny Long. He was an absolute staple. It's been a staple that was of the a, show. <laughs> that was a fucking good show. His first. So one. good, dude. Uh, yeah. Go back and listen to that one, folks. That's a, actually a really good one. Yeah. Uh, Brooke. Yes, she was number ten. She's number ten. Okay, so I need two more. Two more. One of them you should get. The other one, you you might be surprised we had him on at number nine. Carlos Ramirez? Nope. Neither spots. Mariana, I think, was that. Mariana was probably like 15 to 20 range, I want to say. Yeah, I think so, too. Where is she? Okay. Yeah, she was, yeah, 16. I'll give you a hint for number eight. Um, you'll get it as soon as I say it. French. So, oh. Fucking! How did I not say Silva? <laughs> Another staple silver. of the pod. Another absolute staple. All right, who's the last one? Story time. Oh, Car oh, Jason. Car yeah. Fuck. That's a good now, one. Okay. I, I wouldn't have guessed like Jason was in our top ten. I forgot he was that early. So, say, so say the top ten rollout again. So number one was Joris. Number two, Anthony. Three, Elise. Then four, Neek, and so Anthony on. Anthony Dean. For those of you people who. Yeah. Anthony, Anthony Dean. Elise Willoughby. Nick Kimmon, Liam Phillips, Nick Long, Laura and Meryl Smulders. They would do a combo show. Then Sylvan, Jason Carnes, and Brooke Crane, number 10. We haven't had the Prince Liam on in a long time. We, should, we need to have a recap with him, eh? We, <laughs> dude, we, need to, we need to catch up with that guy, see what he's up to in the Swiss Alps. I would absolutely love to because, I mean, he is, he's more under the radar than Graf is these days. Very under the radar, and we need to we need to chat with him. We used to after every show, he used to message me about something, and we talk we discussed like a topic we talked about or, or something. It was a lot of fun. I love that. miss doing that, and I, I 
I haven't talked to him in a long time, so it'd be good to good to catch up with him. Let's do it. That'd be I think that would be a good one uh, soon because you were we haven't heard from him. He's a big name. He obviously, yeah, it's kind of secretive now. You don't really hear what he's doing. I, I bet you a lot of people don't know what he's doing. Um, Sylvan social media check in the new Verona third straight. That thing looks fucking sick. That that pro rhythm. Dude, oh that. my god, I love the look of it. How many lines did you see, like just off the one take, one video clip? You're, are you, the guy, like, who, I can't remember who's in the video, but instantly I was like, dude, there's going to be so many good like options here. It looks really technical, but fair. Like, and it look you gotta you gotta have it all to get through there. You got yeah. a manual jump, looks steep, but it looks like you know if you ride it properly, you can you can be smooth. Man, I love the look of that. I love the option going in that the jump manual, whoever it was that was doing it, and then the option. There's definitely an option to triple in. So I didn't realize this watching. I thought it was just the guy. It's men and women, right? Uh, I saw. I saw. Is it men and women? Like reason one? I ask is, is it just it's just the men's side, right? Because yeah, the berm yeah, jump. Yeah, just the men's side because of the berm jump. Yeah. Okay, so just the last jump then is both sides. Yes. Let me check to confirm. Uh, where does it meet? Where does it meet? It meets on there's like a triple to I'd say two rollers. I'll call it triple step down kind of thing and then so that's where it meets so it meets halfway down the street okay because originally watching it i was like wow it's a sick pro rhythm and like obviously knowing it was for the guys because you come out of like the berm jump you come out of the turn yeah and then i saw i think i go gomers commented like i don't know what we're gonna do on that last jump then i was like oh shit the women have to ride that same last jump that thing <laughs> dude that thing's i mean that thing's no joke the last like you, jump is gonna be tough for them i think like that's big you can huge you have you have to jump it like it's yeah. just a you have to jump it there's honestly, yeah, there's no there's no other option for them, that's for sure. Which you know what? The women's class has progressed a lot. And yeah, fuck it. You gotta you gotta rise to the top. Like the top women will be able to do it fast. So I yeah, why not? Yeah, you make yeah, it's makes it makes a point. I don't they like they definitely have had easy tracks where even the women say, like, what well, we want something tougher. And it's always like Oh, this is tougher. This is this tougher. Is, but I, oh yeah, I, this is certainly tougher for sure. <laughs> I agree, though. It's like for the top women, it'll be fine. It's gonna like it's gonna show separation between the women. But that's I mean that's part of the sport. That's part of it. And I mean the guys have had a lot of tracks where like a, a lot of the riders really struggled through sections because they were really tech in the past. Yeah, I think the, um, the going in for the guys here. That's like a I don't know. You call it I don't know what you'd call it in kind of a step like a not it's not a triple roller double. Uh, it would be cool if there was a jump on, jump off. I don't know if that'll work, but definitely a triple in will definitely be aligned. You just love to see a different option. Oh, it's just sick. Hey? Even the last trade looks like it'll be interesting. I mean, I think it's really know. hard to. I think it's really hard to build a uh, straightaway where there's multiple options. Do you think it's harder now with more speed, more like consistency of riders? Like, is it does it make a difference? Does that change things? I think to like you could probably make a straightaway where you could do two lines, but there's going to be probably one that's significantly faster. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best straightaways ever built for pro rhythms are the ones where there's a clear, like easier, more consistent line. But mm. if you can do a harder line, it's faster and you're rewarded. Those are the best straightaways on the planet. Right. Yeah, I agree. Those are the best it's ones to like, watch too, because you know, somebody can, like if they see somebody starting to take it, your eyes are just locked on them. Like the, the Chula, like the Chula Vista London third straight was the best third, a uh, supercross third straight ever ever produce because you could do the easy line kind of just go two two through and then pump into the corner which was hard or you could fucking triple out and just get so much more speed and that was just the sickest line you could it, do yeah. <laughs> you gained on somebody so much like from 
the takeoff to basically the finish line like that because it's a small stretch out of that last straight right mm-hmm. so it's like crazy how much you gain 30 seconds into the lap when you're exhausted and like lacking focus and you got to try and just <laughs> huck a triple into the last turn oh not Legs easy are just dying also yeah, the rider tough one the rider was uh the italian guy lorenzo stella i'll say that yeah he's a good rider yeah um, before we get any uh, further, too, uh, shout out to our presenting sponsor of the show, ProGate Europe. You know, that's oh, just shit. one thing about this entire year. Every race, we're going to talk about all the World Cups, the World Championships. Guess what they started on? A fucking ProGate Europe. It's a reason. ProGate Europe, baby. The winning starts the Great Gate. You know it. You know, go get one. Who um, who had the best start of the of 2023 i'm not going to say like the best like gate form who's the best gate form no no like which race which start which like event was like boom holy shit that guy fucking had a gate mm. it's a toughie because i mean a lot to look back on now we're going to try to break down a bunch of them but this is uh it's kind of putting us i feel like i feel like the i feel like one of the i feel like one of them i feel like a remain in turkey gate was really good i can't remember which which day it was yeah that's a good one. Good choice. I think one of the Romaine ones, too. I think it was... Uh, which one do I want to pick from him? There was once this year where I just... You didn't expect him to be able to get out. It might not even been the final, but I just remember being, holy fucking shit, the guy can get a gate now. Like Or any, 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 of, Rinc- any of Jeremy's gates on Instagram, too. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into a uh, reviewing 2023. Let's just go through... We'll go through different things. Let's go through um, some of the key highlights. So the main, <laughs> before we, we'll touch on a few before we get into the details. The Cam and Isaac situation in Houston was pretty laugh out loud funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> that was fantastic. Dude, what a way to start the year off that was. Crazy that was back in February. So the pro opener. Yeah. Dude, that was setting up to be such a good year between those two. It felt like, like oh, they, wasn't had, it? they had that wasn't race. It? They had um, Tulsa. Had another get get together in Tulsa, kind of whatever the races they get together at. I feel they, like there's another. They one. they had them some fucking real yeah get together. So yeah, Cam Cam tried to pass uh, Isaac, and they both just clean and they both just crashed <laughs> in the last corner in Houston, cleaned yep. them out, and then in Tulsa tried the same uh, tried to clean them in the first corner. They both ate shit together again. Um, and then we had the last straight incident. Oh yeah, as well in Tulsa. That was it, man. There's just a bunch of shit going on between those two. It was shaping up to be like an epic title fight, and then Isaac got hurt, and Cam got hurt, and then came back, and then it was done. Kind of screwed it. Hey, kind of. It felt like it just took the wind out of the sails of that battle that was about to, that was brewing the whole time. I know. So hopefully we see them uh, battle again this year, which I'm I'm sure we will. And like we had Joris on the show, obviously last week, and he was saying, you know, his year didn't start off great, didn't do that well in Houston. He wasn't in the picture in Houston compared to those two. Those two were were the two fastest guys there. It's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, it was those two against uh, everyone else. It was them two that were going for the title. It felt like, and it was kind of like, oh man, that's when we kind of were saying like, uh, Joris doesn't have in the year. Like it's kind of looking good. But the funny thing is, he capitalized on a bunch of those or a couple of those situations. So it worked out great for him. Um, Warren, it wasn't expecting it to be him, though. You're, we were just expecting mm-hmm. those two to just come away with the wins like every, every other weekend, but no, didn't happen. Kinda, Houston kinda was also the coldest weather I've ever experienced, not by <laughs> not by hard numbers, but by by the feelometer with the dampness and the humidity. If you weren't there, you don't know how cold it was. Everyone that was there, <laughs> everyone that was there, you know how fucking cold it was. I think it was the so it would have been pretty sure it was uh, 
Saturday? Can't remember. Friday yeah. or Saturday it was I talked to people. We talked about this after the show. We don't have to get hugely into it, but I talked to people from Alberta who live, you know, on the fucking Arctic tundra. This was colder than they what they experience in the winter. So all you fucking judgmental people out there that were messaging me on Instagram, bitching at me, saying it's not that cold. If you weren't there, you don't know. You just don't get it. <laughs> nope. It's the damp cold too, like that little bit of dew that rolls in in the evening. It was You're not really prepared for it, and then it just seeps in your bones, dude. You're freezing. You couldn't wear enough layers. It didn't matter. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, you don't really go to Houston expecting that kind of weather. You might expect it to be cool in the evening, like a San Diego. Oh, it might be cool mm -hmm. in the evening, but you're like, oh, it's fine. You put one jacket on, you're normally good. By the sounds mm -hmm. of it, not even close. No, it was brutal. Yeah. Um, Another uh, another thing we ran into was Rico running after Curtis and Rock Hill after getting absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fucking cleaned oh. out in the LCQ by Curtis. Dude, that was absolutely incredible. I think that was was that the that was a B final, right? Did I say LCQ? I meant yeah, B final. Yeah, B final. Yeah, that was yeah. Un, that was fucking phenomenal. Boy, he absolutely sent Rico in the first <laughs> just, just sent him. <laughs> we just absolutely punch you for like 150 bucks, 200 bucks. And then, oh, um, you know what? From a spectator point of view, it made it pretty fucking fun to watch. Dude, Usually, like the B file, there's like four dudes, two people are trying, and but I mean, this one, it was, was something. It was phenomenal. Like, let's just blast him and then let's like Rico just go after him. I mean, I really, we, we need a follow cam in that kind of situation. We need somebody getting on the camera, getting the turn cam going, and just follow Rico as he runs. Cause I wish, oh, I just wish that was on the screen. He crashed in the first corner, ran all the way past the finish line, ran diagonal across the track in his clip shoes right through the finish line chasing him. Dude, he's pretty lucky he didn't blow an ankle first off. Like That's a pretty far run to be doing in clip shoes and just in general. Adrenaline was just pounding at that point. <laughs> hey! Uh, just hauling ass. <laughs> after Rock Hill, we had uh, Palm Daddy retiring, the 66 himself. Gonzo. When, it was like... It was like May you retired, I want to say. April, May? Yeah, like that was the end of March. I kind of took April. I was still riding, still training, and still figuring things out. And then May was the time where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done. I gave it basically another month after that. What was it like training after that? <laughs> it, was, dude, it was a struggle, honestly, yeah. The Modi, the Modi was low. Dude, super low. Like there was uh, so many other things in my mind. I had like, that's when, so get this. When I was in Rock Hill was when a friend texted me with this opportunity to come up to Lions Bay and join the department up here. So like my, even like there, when I was in Rock Hill, I was like, damn, this is tough right now. Like I'm, if I was home right now, I could be up there like getting on this opportunity. And that's when I was like, I was already thinking like, okay, if, if I'm feeling like this, like it's probably, I'm, that's the time I was like, I'm probably done right now. You yeah. kind of know, yeah. you've always said that. And then mm -hmm. you let time go on because you're like, okay, let's get back into routine. Let's make sure of this thing. And then things just, when they don't come back to where you expect them to, that's when you're like, all right, we're done. Time to go. <laughs> just one morning and you just wake up. It's like wet and damp and cold outside in van. It's dark. It's 7.30. You pour your coffee. You sit on the couch. You're like, man, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not doing sprints today. Fuck this. I ain't going out there getting soaked, man. This is fucking no. bullshit. Fuck this. I remember even, dude, Sunday morning at Rock Hill, I, somebody crashed in front of me in the first round, took me out, and I hit my head or whatever. And I, I was already kind of like up in the air, and I just remember thinking, yeah, this is fucking bullshit right now. What am I doing on Sunday morning at fucking 8 a.m.? <laughs> Just like slamming my body into the ground. That was brutal. I don't know what this is, but this ain't it anymore. <laughs> this, this ain't it. This, this ain't, ain't it. it. Um, I can't remember which one of these two came next chronologically, but Romain and uh, 
Romain and Joris dominated in Turkey to start off the World Cup year, and Josh McLean came back from his from his injury. They happened somewhat similar times, I want to say. But you know what? I, yeah. McLean came back, but I want to say it was it was later because he definitely no, but like like got back to whatever riding and such. Yeah, yeah. I know he was riding earlier, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put him as later down because even though he was riding, he wasn't really didn't feel like he was back in the scene until the fall to me. That's a bad injury. Like the yeah. Taylor's injury is really it. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still not quite a hundred percent now. It takes quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. Um, um, but, but yeah, yeah. and and Romain and Joris dominated the year, put on an absolute clinic in the Middle East. Who would have guessed? Like before the World Cup season, did you expect that to happen? Because I absolutely did not. No, I mean, of course, you know they're going to be there, but not to the extent that they, you know, grabbed the World Cup season by the balls this past year unbelievable how they did that like it was just like it felt like the blink of an eye i was like okay all of a sudden like after those world cups it was a joris and romaine show mm. crazy dude yeah so that was pretty yeah. got to be one of the highlights of the year how, the fact that they just dominated like they did another highlight was beth winning on home soil uh winning her second world championship title um yeah in uh, in gb gotta be like that's um That'll be one of the UCI highlights of the year. Home soil win for her. I feel like she she had a lot of people expecting her to go going into that race. A lot of people expected her to win, but mm. dude, she fucking did it. I know. Crazy. She did. Um, I just checked in the Facebook chat. Chris Mitchke, thanks for all your help this season. Coach Tori and I, Brady got world date and won the grands and got neg one. Merry Christmas to you guys. Love the show. Can't wait for 2024. Well, congrats to Brady, Chris. He worked hard this year and deserved it. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just you'd love to hear it. All right. Um, next on the two highlights left, Santiago Del Estero was back after a fucking four-year hiatus. No, three-year hi- four-year. Is it technically well, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty-three? Is that four four years? Yeah, four years. We'll say four year. Yeah, four years. Twenty twenty one, twenty two, twenty. Yeah, four years. <laughs> after the four-year hiatus, everyone thought no one was going back, and then they were back there for 10 days I just, two world cup weekends i don't understand how they got it back there after we burned it to the ground in 2019 it just doesn't make sense how they were able to just rebuild all that infrastructure that quickly it's crazy hey we just from what i heard from people there was a lot of new shit there really, compared hey? to four years ago yeah that's crazy like nice like improved stuff which yeah. you know less dogs isn't it <laughs> every year since 20 what is it 14 2015 when they started going there just less dogs each and every year the first year in 14, holy shit, there was dogs everywhere. There was a lot, dude. Like, it was like, dude, I remember just yeah. them coming after you if you weren't, like, if you were in a rad spot. And, I mean, like, they're walking through the airport ticketing area, and it's like, what? how do you have dogs in the airport <laughs> ticketing area? You mean you can't keep the dogs out of this area? We're in a fucking that airport right now. Come on. Uh, and Elise and Joris going 11 time and 6 time, respectively. That's just nuts. Yeah. So you say the next time to wrap up. Crazy. Here. I can't believe Elise has 11. You know what I'll add, in, I'll add into there? One of the key highlights, Romain and Saya winning the World Cup at the same time. Yeah, unbelievable. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. We could say return of Saya in 2023 also. I'd say return More of Saya, yeah. She, I mean, she went. She returned higher than she ever was before, but fuck it, return. Mm. Yeah. All right. So Crazy. what was what was our what was our personal highlight of, of 2023? Mm, personal highlight okay so this question was down there but is this, this going to be personal like personal for us or personal what we think was the race highlight of the year 
Mm. Let's go with us. We'll go. We'll all this stuff. Is, we'll, we'll go with our personal highlight because all the rest is basically about about that stuff. Yeah. Okay. What's your personal highlight of the year? Your personal life or like your life? What was your highlight of the year? Well, I think in like BMX related is the first time I did a bunch of clinics in the U.S. So I was going went to a lot of new tracks. So it was really cool because I got to meet a lot of new families, become really close and good friends with a lot of families, and see states that I wouldn't that I've never been to before, and got to spend more time like traveling, enjoying it, coaching in new places. So I I really enjoyed that. It was special for me. Do you feel like when you stay with a family, you actually get to enjoy the trip a little more, like enjoy like the place you're at too? hundred percent because like you just get to hang out and yeah, hang out and bond with people. A lot of times if you do that and you go to like, you go to a hotel, you just end up just going straight to the hotel, you grab a meal, you go to bed. It's not like you really it's enjoy the people. Yeah, it is. And it's like, yeah, why make it that way? If you're going to do a bunch I of know. camps throughout the year, it just seems silly to just go there every time and just hit a hotel. Yeah. Have fun. Enjoy. Take advantage of meeting people and seeing a new place. I'm not, you know me, I'm not like somebody that's like outgoing and meeting, like I've never been the person that's going to go talk to a random person, just say hello, whatever. It's, it's a lot of fun when you meet good people though. It is. You know what I mean? Like finding like new people to chit chat with and just like bullshit with is a lot of fun. Okay. Side note, just remind me. So my fridge broke the last couple of days. So I had a guy come. Yeah. I, long story short, the guy, so I noticed he's got a thick Europe, Eastern European accent. So he finished the job last night. I was like, oh, where are you from? He's like, Ukraine. So he starts telling me he's from Kiev, Ukraine. And so he's got a wife and three kids. So they lived in a, when the first, when the war started, they lived in a basement for two weeks. Oh, and man. then he was on a, on a train with 5,000 people like fleeing Ukraine during the war. And he said they saw missiles and he said a missile landed like a hundred, 150 yards from the train when they were trying, when they're <laughs> trying to get out of Ukraine. Yeah. So he bounced around to many different countries and then like, Ended up in the U.S. like 15 months ago. Didn't speak any English or whatever. He had a he had a appliance repair company in Ukraine with like 36 employees. Like he was really successful, and then he had to just yeah he had to just fucking leave it and leave everything and then come to the U.S. and yeah anyway now he speaks like English and he's set up here with his family and stuff. And I was like captivated listening to his story. It was really sad but like really fascinating to hear. I mean, kind of terrifying for him, but like the 100%. fact that he is here where he is now and doing what he's doing, that's incredible. And he said when they were fleeing on the train, like people were trying to sleep, like there was just and like there's like five thousand people on the train, oh, so there was just God. like everyone was like side by side on the floor, seats, whatever. He said he got into wow. he's like he's like I remember I got into like an argument fight with one guy. Be, I can't remember exactly what he said, but there's just so many people. Anyway, yeah, the whole story was was fucking wild to hear. I know you said he has a had a thick accent, but he spoke English fine. Yeah, like he's got a he had a he has a thick like east. You can tell it's Eastern European accent, but he was fluent. Like we could talk about anything, which dude, 15 months and he can speak English. Like yeah. no problem. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, he must've been able to speak English when he was like back in the Ukraine still. Yeah. Have, that's crazy. I, yeah. yeah. Wow. So that was, yeah, pretty, pretty wild, wild story to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Hey, what was, what was your highlight of 2023? Mine, uh, I don't know. Like, I think mine is just like, my life change in general, dude, it just had a big life change and it's, it's been mm. very positive. Everything about it's been, you know, when you, like, I hate change personally. I've always had, I hate change. I'm scared of it because if I'm happy doing one thing, why do I want to change and do something? So I was terrified to obviously do something new and whatnot and to find a lot of enjoyment and passion and like wanting to pursue this, what I'm doing now, become a firefighter is a lot of fun. And I think that that's my, uh, my highlight. 
it's not really one specific yeah. moment or one specific thing, but uh, just in general, moving moving out, like moving away, doing this, and just like finding a different kind of passion. It's a lot of fun. It's amazing how much stuff can change in a year when you look back. Truly, dude, it's insane. I will. I was realizing, like, yeah, like, okay, what was one? Like, I was making a little video for Instagram. I was like, what was I doing one year from now? We were on the track training mm -hmm. and whatnot. I was down in California with you for a bit. Like, I think that was about end of November, beginning of December range. I can't remember now. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. just like, just flip that world upside yeah. down. Yeah. All right. What's the first BMX related thing that comes to mind? Romaine winning the worlds. Okay. I was just going to say the same thing. That's like, just stands out of my mind still. I know maybe because we post about it all the time, but it's just like the guy went to like, came out of, in my opinion, nowhere to this year to be as dominant as he is to then just like, he made it happen at the world's too. Crazy. Yeah. It's so it's, you know, it's funny. It's like, you look back on a rider like a couple years ago and after they win the world's and it's like, yeah, you know, they're a top rider. They're doing well here and there, but it's like all of a sudden they're just the person in the sport. True. Yeah. It's, it's like, like it's crazy how it just changes. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. What's that joke of people say like, Oh yeah, it's, I'm an, it, an overnight success that only took like 10 years to become an overnight success or something. But it's just like, mm. you don't realize somebody's progressing or what they're doing until one thing clicks. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, they're just, they can, you can flip the script almost like he did. Got it. It only takes one lap. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It would, it would be so cool to dive. Like if you could just look into somebody's brain and see what they're thinking sometimes, like the difference of what he thinks now versus, I don't know, a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wild. Which series was the best of 2023? Um, I think the World Cup series was really good. You know what's weird? Like Out of the titles, USA BMX World Championship, it's it's like the third in line compared to those two. It always has been. Typically, it it's is. It's weird. Yeah, I, I know. Find that, I find that too. I don't, maybe it's because of history, like the World Championships and the USA BMX title have both been around for so long. And so many people have won it. And there's a lot of history and all that. Maybe that's why. But the World Cup title, obviously, it's a huge deal. No question. But, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to have the same juice ever that the other two do. I feel like part of it is they don't, like, they don't really show the viewers, this, like, the points. And the World Cups are so spread apart. And it's hard to keep track of, like, the series and who's winning and all this kind of stuff. I don't know why, for some reason, USA BMX just always feels easier. Maybe because there's more races. Maybe... Maybe you just always know who the few are that are at the front in the USA BMX series. So this year, having Romain and Joris duke it out, and then in the women, having Beth and Saya duke it out, it felt like it was more exciting because you knew there was a battle for the title going on and then kind of another battle behind. Like, it, you knew there was a, a series to win because they were going back and forth, and it was like, shit, it's really close this time around. I also think it it's probably bigger in Europe, but I think if you ask most people in North America, most riders who the World Cup champions were, they wouldn't even know. No, I agree. No, definitely not. But they would know yeah. World World Champion and they would know yeah. USA BMX Champion, but World Cup like, 100%. Fuck, I'll take a guess. That's all. I have no idea. They'd be like, where was the finals? Argent, was it? Where was it? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait a second. Which year is it? Yeah, it's weird. But I yeah. think in Europe, it's, it's much more known about, or not known about, but maybe followed closer. Dude, this is a good question. Uh, Charlie Avery in the chat says, what series was worth the most money? USA BMX for sure. Yeah, just because yeah. of the sheer volume and like the prize purse and all that? A lot of like the US sponsors too would pay more for um, pay more bonuses for the USA BMX title overall than a World Cup title or world champion probably. Does that go back to the fact that it's just more well-known? Like That's where the industry is too. Like you win... Yeah. 
you win the world championships, you're in your country jersey. It's more about your country, but think about it, you're in the USA BMX, you're in your sponsor stuff the whole time. And that's where all the companies are. That's where the industry is. So, yeah. And I mean, to you'd have, you have to win a lot of races too, to win the title. So you win a lot of races, you get a lot of bonuses, blah, blah, blah. That's the most lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That makes sense. Generally, I don't, you don't get a ton for the world cup title. Like you, you know, the prize money is like maybe 10 grand. Is it 10 grand now? I think it might be 10. I got to guess 10. Yeah. I don't, and five then, seems too small. No. Could be five yeah, though. I, I, I could imagine it's five though. That's pretty sad. I mean, I, I got, I think I got, I want to say I got like five or six for third one year. So I think it's 10, eight or 10 maybe. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with it. I, I don't think it's, I have a feeling it's not, you're not hitting five figures. But like, I never had big bonuses for World Cup title from sponsors really either. It's not really as, I don't know. We come Soft back after. around. If you ask the local person on the track, what, if Tori won a World Cup or if he won a USA BMX race, they're probably going to know the USA BMX race before they know the World Cup. It's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Here, anyway, like it might be different in Europe. I don't know. But you think they, you think people still look at the magazine? Like, Pull Magazine still comes out. I think it's monthly or bi month, month, monthly, right? Monthly magazine. And like, they still have a phenomenal magazine. Like, if I have them, I'm going to take a skim through it. I'm going to see pictures from the races, see who won, all that stuff. Do you think it's still popular among people? No, not nearly so. as I remember when I was a kid, dude, I, I used to, I'd be so excited to get it and hopefully get a photo in the magazine and have my name in there and look, yeah, it was a bigger deal, but you didn't have like iPhones, Instagram, everything. So. Yeah, that's true. Paper copy. Though, um, people need, I wish people were still interested in that. having a physical copy of things is just so much better. I think there is something having a physical copy, like even with my calendar, like I put stuff on my iPhone, but I like yeah. mapping out my whole year on like a, on an actual count. It's just way, I think it's way easier to follow. You see it, you know, what's coming up. So you don't mm. have to open something up, look at a screen and get distracted looking away. Like you have to go look at it. It just feels like it feels better. I even think yeah. like taking photos on your phone is cool. It's awesome. You, you, you look through it every now and again, but having those, what is it? The Polaroid camera where it just prints out a little photo for you. You shake mm. it. It's a shitty quality photo. Dude, like I've done that a couple times with people now. Like it's one night of photos you just put on a board. Dude, I fucking love looking at that. Like that's it's memories. Cool. That's yeah. what you remember. Yeah. Not like, oh yeah, I took this one photo on my phone of us a couple nights ago. I don't even know what we were doing. It's like, no, you're not going to care about that. No, I know you're not. Yeah. Uh, best race weekend of 2023. Um, best race weekend. Uh, you, I would say... Papendal was pretty great. Is there a USABMX one maybe that stands out though? I mean, I had a good time with the Grands. I'll go with the Grands. Yeah, fair enough. That was fantastic. I mean, it's hard to beat the Grands, but... Best yeah. overall race lap of 2023. Sean Day, fucking expert main at the Grands this year. Yeah, somebody mentioned that in the chat. I should find out who it was, but they were like, when we were talking about the start of the year, that was the start of the year. Yeah, that yeah. was probably the best Alicia lap of English, the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was outrageous, that lap. Oh, yeah. my God. It doesn't even look like he's in the right class. It's like he accidentally went down a class. Like, that's crazy. It was, yeah, yeah. You think that was the lap of the year? I mean, it's. I don't think for most people around the world, they're not going to know that as being lap of the year. For a lot of us that paid attention and saw that, it could be. What do I have to be you know, it's a fucking. You know it was a fucking good one, too. Camera, it was one of the mains in Argentina. Ava Corley put on a fucking clinic in U23 also. Yeah. Full shot up by multiple bikes and like gapped them bad. Yeah, that would be a great one. That'd be great. I'm going to look up. Uh, Those two. I think if we're talking like elite or elite women. I think like a Romain Papendal lap was incredible. I think one of his laps in Papendal. I think it was, 
I can't think of. I think I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm gonna look up UCI Papando World Cup. But I think I think Romain just he just stomped one ever, and I was like, no fucking way. Like it was. You know, it was a good lap. Anthony Bacardo winning the U.S. National Champs. Phenomenal, phenomenal race lap. That dude, that was a really good fucking lap. He passed yeah. Cam, right? Yeah. Wood? Yeah. yeah. Him and, I, wasn't it him and Larson battling or somebody, him and a couple people battling and whatnot? And then he's. That was him. a sick lap. That yeah. was, yeah. Especially like the, to win a is US national championship is a big deal, but also to like pass two of those guys like it, that are riding at that level. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. To win a championship, having to pass them like he did is nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm doing no. That's a good one. I'm taking this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching right now. I'm taking Romain Papandreou. I don't know why. Just like Papandreou's iconic. Just fucking laying one down on them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that track is made for that track is made for Romain. It's so good, right? It is his track. That is. I will Dude, say, I just, like, I... Pills almost caught him that lap, though. I will say that. I wonder what Pills. Is. Well, actually, no. I shouldn't say. We're gonna make predictions. Yeah, we'll get there. Want to make, let's make some predictions at the end of the show. You want to do it at the end of the show or do you want to do it like next Yeah, show? we'll do it in the show. We'll get through this stuff and then we'll do it okay. in the show. Okay. All right. Um, best racers of 2023, male and female in USA BMX and on the UCI circuit. I mean, I mean male and female on the UCI circuit, Romain and Saya, like 15 did their pros pro of the year. I mean, it's pretty easy to say those two. It is, really. It's got to be... You know, yeah. Joris and Elise and, and USABX. It's me. almost obvious. Like you can't, <laughs> there's no one, there's no argument for those two, I feel like. Nah, yeah. Most electric performance of 2023. You know, it was a fucking electric performance. Molly winning the Grands. That Molly was a good one. Really good Dude, one. Dude, that was ultra impressive. Like her third main was, that could probably be chalked up as one of the best laps of the year, too, come to think of it, because I'm pretty sure she whole shot it from like seven, maybe. On Elise, which was huge. Like, pulled him bad. So, that was probably one of the laps of the year. And I think I'll, I'll go with my my most electric, yeah, my opinion on the most electric, uh, what was the question? Performance, yeah. Electric performance, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three, it's three mains, too, so. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I want to have mine as, like, Sia winning in Papendal or, or going with Romain Worlds. And I say those as my electric ones because – I mean, Sai, that was kind of the bounce back. She's back. She's winning. Big moment. And the world's just, you can't beat a world moment, like a world championship moment. So it'd be one it of those a pretty two sick moment. A pretty sick moment, too, was her performance was Thomas Matarano winning yes. junior as a first, as a first year junior. Like that's, that's not, it's not common at all. It's not at all. You can name the people that have done that because it's, and the reason for that is because it's not usual, not typical to happen. Sean and Sam, I think, were the, uh, two others, I want to say. Sean, Sam, did uh no he didn't. Uh, I think that's it, right? No, no, no. There's more. That probably did it. Sam's the only person that's won both years of his junior. Thomas could for sure. And honestly, he probably he probably will. Yeah, Thomas. That'd be pretty. That'd be cool if he did both. That would be really fucking cool if he did. But yeah, yeah, that was impressive. He he was phenomenal there. I threw in there just right, now, was... best crash of the year. Zoe. Remember that Superman Zoe had in the spring? I can't remember where it was. Do you remember the... F- I was looking through our photos today on Coffee Chatter. Yeah. She full-on Superman somewhere, and I can't re- Might have been Turkey. 
But we're going, talking I'm going Superman. to her page right now, so I'm going to go see if I can find it right now and tell you that. <clears throat> yeah. She did have a big one, though, didn't she? Dude, big one. Or uh, Ross. Didn't Ross have a huge one in Paps this year? On the second straight? Was it last year? Uh, fucking... Patty had a huge see- one last year. Not this year. I think it was last year. Oh, no, okay, but it was... I was going to say, you want to know what mine was? Mine was... I'll find Zoe. Mine was pills this year. Remember over the berm jump in Papendal, bars go cheat town. That was <laughs> yeah, I phenomenal. For, I reckon forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Oh, yeah. He took it deep on that one. <laughs> just, li- <laughs> just He was low, though, dude, but just deep. Larry Leglock, fucking dude, bars cheat like town over the bars. Like a fucking land missile, just like <laughs> nosing in. Just like, just like a foot above the ground, not even remotely close to landing. <laughs> oh, that was so good, dude. Oh, that was that was fucking awesome to watch. Yeah, I can't find Zoe's here. She didn't post it. She probably didn't want to post. That's fair. <laughs> it's on ours, but you got to go back quite a ways. We got a lot. We got to scroll through sometimes to check that. I know. All right. What were some cool things that happened this year in the BMX world? Um, I think that, I mean, it's happening next year, I guess, but announcing that New Zealand and Oz are getting World Cups again is kind of cool. Yeah, I think I, that's a big one. I mean, we we often get in that rut of just being going to the same places for the World Cups or at least doing the same cycle of, you know, Europe, South America, maybe one of the U.S. and we're done. And they had the one, you know, 2020, we went to Australia. It seemed promising. It was going to be great. There was some great races started off, but then didn't work out. COVID hit, all that kind of stuff. So the fact they're going back and they're going to two what seemed to be sick tracks, sick areas. I mean, I think everyone's stoked to go there. All the racers are excited to be there. We'll be when they get there. Um, that last trip we all made to Oz, first weekend in Shepparton's phenomenal, great time, great racing. Go to Bathurst, uh, fucking race is canceled. Ty gets horribly injured. We go home, fucking COVID hits. Like holy smokes, what the fuck happened in like three weeks? Unbelievable how big of a turn that all took, eh? Oh my goodness, talk Crazy. about talk about complete one eighty flip. That guy had a great that first month month there in January, dude. I had a fantastic month. Me and Rome hitting the beaches, drinking coffee, training in the sun, dude. It couldn't get better at that point. And then it just no. went, you know, spiraling after that. No kidding. No crazy. Kidding. Um, what else cool happened this year? Let's try to think. Let's try to think here. Think back. USA BMX races. I mean, um, I thought it was kind of cool. The the there's a national in Southern California again, City of Industry. Not that it was like, you know huge like some standout but it's kind of cool I, I agree with that they i think they they need to go back there it's a staple if they can get a good venue and then maybe have it at a better time like in the future i think people would love going back there san diego i think they're doing place. that they're doing that one again then are they're also doing lake paris oh are and they then, nice and then bakersfield again yeah 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 that'll be a good good ones then that'll be fantastic um i raced junior at lake paris when i was 17 national i think that was the last time i was there that's a while ago hey <laughs> this is a fucking long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean this is uh do you want to do ones that stand out moments that aren't cool yes hard hitting hard hitting moments let's go uncool let's go uncool moments hard hitting moments um redmond passing away so sad that's a tough so one. sad um so that's one yeah it's a very, it's like, it's very shocking because he's always such a nice person. And like, I always like talking about the races. I, I remember at the Grands last year, we, I hadn't talked to him in a long time and he sat down at the answer. We would just chat for like an hour about old stories and whatever. It was, it was super fun and natural. And yeah, to have him pass away is, it's, it's always like, 
it's weird. You don't, you don't like think it's real, you know, when someone like, you know, really well, like is close. Yeah. It's, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if I'm explaining it very nah, well, but you it just, just feel like you block it out. It's like, you're like, this can't it's be weird. Right. Yeah. I know. So, so sad. Still blows my mind that he is the, the voice of the gate call. I love that. Hit, that will just live on forever. It's absolutely incredible. I got goosebumps thinking about like influential people like that and the legacy they live, like leave, like he's left a legacy and it, huge impact on the sport. Massive, eh? Massive. Yeah. So. There's some people that just do and he has. I think that Lake Paris should be like, you know, how do they, like a memorial race, not a memorial race, but you know, like different tournaments, you know, are like named after, a, you know, a special somebody. I think it is. That's I, awesome. I want to say really it's cool. called like the, I don't know. I don't want to say something dumb. Like actually I actually have it right here. Yeah, let's see, let's see if you can look it up quickly. If it takes a couple I have seconds. I schedule on my, on my desktop. Nice. So there we go. Okay. All right. It's called the... Where is it? Where is it? Industry Hills. Grand The Mike Redmond Nationals. Yeah. June love 21 that. to 23. I love that. Yeah. That's what it should on. be called. It's his tra- that was his track, right? It's I mean, like the amount yeah. of time he spent there. So. <clears throat> All right. Um, what could have been better in 2024? Or what could be better? Yeah, what could have been better in 2023? What can be better in 2024? Live stream the UCI press conferences I see you put here. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All We're right. almost there. We're getting there. I think it's fantastic. I think, I think what's cool is lately I feel like UCI, the people behind the scenes have been trying to be better, trying to make things better. We saw it like at Serion's, they talked to the riders, everyone was happy with the call. They canceled racing, moved it. You know, they only raced it one day. Next step in that is finding a way to just get things on YouTube easier. We need to find a camera, get somebody speaking, get these press conferences onto YouTube, make something of it. Like just, we need something there. I think. You know what I always thought would be cool? You know, in other sports, when they do like uh, NFL or golf, those are the two that come to mind. After the game, they have like a a sit down with like one or two people, like the winner or someone else. Yeah. I like always thought that would be cool. Yeah. Why not have someone like, like, you know, when they have like the classic like interview person here in a chair that the two other people here and they go back and forth and just talk. I always thought that would be really cool to do something like that at the races. Like the two winners sits down with the interviewer and the interviewer just like chats with both of them about the day and kind of interviews both of them. And it's more of like a sit down chat. Like they do at the masters in Butler cabin. Yeah. <laughs> the fact, you know, it's Butler cabin phenomenal. Love that. But, uh, yeah. You know, but like something like that, I think would be cool. Like in YouTube. It. Yeah. It doesn't need to be, a, to me, it doesn't have to be a high value production. I guess maybe some people think that's high value having a camera live streaming it with a microphone, but it's like, it's not that difficult. You do it on top of the hill. You do it on top of the start <laughs> hill and you just with a track in the background and you just, it's like they do like with um, quarterbacks or something before or after the game, they'll yeah. just sit down like the, on the field or whatever and do it. I same would say just, yeah, just do it at the finish line then. So you don't have to hike up the hill, but yeah, same oh, okay, idea. That yeah, too. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't have to be a specific background. In my head, the, this video thing was always going to be in a press conference room, but you're right. It doesn't need to be just do it at the finish mm-hmm. line. Have someone talk, have like a couple riders queued up to go down and say, Part of the gig, like if we want our sport to grow, if you want to make the money, you want to be a star, do these conferences, do these press conferences, do these interviews. Like it's part of it. That's being an athlete. Yeah. And I think people would, like, I don't think people would have a problem. hundred percent. Yeah. I agree too. So, um, is there anything else though? What else could we do better? 
It's too bad. A couple of the brands are leaving the sport. I know we chatted about it, but a couple of the brands are leaving the sport, which you always don't like to see. Which do I know the brands that are leaving the sport right now? Uh, well, not just not leaving the sport, but shrinking their their mm. footprint. Alpha yeah. and Haro. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like when the big brands, especially like Haro, or like yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not expanding because they're obviously not. They're losing something. They're not finding the value in something, which is not a mm-hmm. good sign. But it happens. Happened yeah. to so many different companies. They go through the ebbs and flows. Some of them just decide to dip out at times, and they'll come back. I mean, Haro dipped out for a bit. It felt like then came back with Nick, Cam, Ricardo, and their team now. So it's like, who knows? Maybe they come back again. I don't know. I remember Powerlight was just an absolute powerhouse when we were kids. Like the factory team they had was dialed. That was that was a long time ago, dude. Holy smokes, <laughs> that's the so memories. Long ago. I didn't even know I anything know. about it, but I just remember the orange. Like you were on Powerlight as a kid. I remember. I didn't know you that time but as a kid you were and i remember the orange power light was like oh shit as a team I mean, it was like power light chevy tracker and gt chevy tracker there was like um fucking specialized mountain dude there was some legit like corporate deals in bmx Huge. like corporate sponsors sponsoring teams dude it's like moto 100 it was it was sick dude i mean look, look at redmond redmond bikes yamaha wave runner like mm-hmm. he had the he had the rig dude he had a semi it's like you know, if a BMX company showed up to a national now with a semi, you'd be like, who's, who's drug money we fronting right now? <laughs> like, where's yeah. this money coming from? <laughs> oh man. There was some, yeah, I just thought of it. There used to be some like big companies and sponsoring teams. Yeah. Monte Cavani, GT and like WD 40. That was huge back then. Hey, mm-hmm. so Panasonic, like, Panas, I want to say Panasonic was sponsoring GT also. That's crazy. Hey, Huge companies yeah. that were just not and even just, no, nowhere existing now. I don't know, pulled out or I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. Do you think the uh, right, Tony Tony Surrey says I hope we get drone from the rear for the entire time? Do you want any drone footage next year? I'm okay with no drone footage. No, oh, that could be better. Okay, good, <laughs> good point, Tony. The drone, the drone filming at the worlds. I, I like the new trying to find new stuff, but it, and it, unfortunately, I don't think it worked very well. You got to try these things to find out that was tried and tested and yeah. found out. Also, the announcer is like, is Rich, is he actually at the races? Or I think he's at a studio in GB. Must be. I think he still is too. Like he's still in GB, you mean? Yeah. Sorry, because I think that's what he was. I think they're, I bet you they're still doing that too. You're right. Hmm. So they don't have him. Yeah, it's weird. I guess they save on costs, but. Yeah. You need somebody. You need to be there. You're in the I mix, do think you're it feeling is the vibes, you're getting the yeah. chatter from somebody. If you get a one line from somebody, it's a, it's like a helpful win, I think. You can talk to people, you can like see what they're up to, yeah. I yeah. think it makes a difference being there also. Yeah. All right, let's make some bold predictions for 2024. All right, let's start off with uh, USA BMX. USA BMX, I think um, we see a changing of the guard in the male side because of priorities <laughs> that's how i'm gonna word it that's <laughs> think cam think cam Wood cam Wood wins the title in 2024 i'm, I'm gonna go and say yeah fair so i think joris slows down after the osho and i mean i think he does it but i don't think it's i don't know could be wrong we could he just be mr seven time after next year and i wouldn't be surprised but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go bold and i think he he can certainly do it cam yeah that's why i say it as i how i did too is i don't think it's I think it's a personal choice of if he wants to win it, he wins it. If he doesn't want to, he's not going to, if that makes sense too. It's like, and if I think if that happens, I think it's Cam too. 
the guy's a staple mm-hmm. on the circuit right now. He's phenomenal at the Grands now, two years in a row. I mean, how can you count him out? You need to be good at the Grands, and he is. Yeah, he's just missing a little piece to the formula to win it. And um, I feel like that's just time. Like, just give him another year, and he'll be good. Like, that's all it is to me. Yeah, hasn't quite figured out how to do it, but yeah, I have no doubt when he does, he'll win multiple. What about on the women's side? You know, I think Molly certainly has a realistic chance at winning, no question. I think she'll just probably focus more on the O show. So I don't know if it's, it'll be this year and the following year where I see her winning it. I'm going to go with the least winning it again. I kind of think so too. And the reason being is, yeah, I, I think we're on the same boat. If Molly wants to go for the series specifically, I think she has a great shot to win. Really, really, really tough to beat Elise if she goes for it as well. But she has a shot. I just don't think it's a priority. You know, it'd be fucking badass. Just <laughs> and hilarious if someone someone was just like, you know what, fuck the Olympics. I don't even care. I'm just gonna focus on the USAPMX stuff this year. And they just went all in and won the title and just like, yeah, fucking the Olympics. I don't even <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. God, be badass. Ah, fuck the Olympics. Nobody gives a shit about those. I'm going to make more money doing the World Cups. <laughs> be like, God, that would be so good. That would be honestly insane. Uh, all right, let's uh, bold predictions for the World Cup. Let's Maybe we'll get a standout winner this year. You think we get a standout winner at the World Cup events? <laughs> God bless you. Excuse me. No, actually, no, I, I don't think so. I think the cream rises during the Olympic year. I'm just looking at the World Cup series again here. Um, yeah, you think, are there going to be any um, surprises winning a World Cup next year? I don't think next think year is the surprise year. I'm going to go Isaac wins one. In I say, Oz, New Zealand or Oz. Yeah, he wins one in, um, in Australia. Yeah. I, I think agree. so, in Brisbane. I mean, he's been dialing in the track. Got to win one there. Eric Emerson just texted me, cover your nose when you sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, Michael Bias makes the final in New Zealand. It's a good pick. It's a bold pick. I think like he's, he guy runs on energy. He's a I'm gonna big go with juice he does, guy. I'm going to go with he does not. It's fair. I don't like feel like he's done a ton to like, you know, to provide me like really good evidence, just, you know, some things just have to happen and click. And I think it's going to there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we world see Champs. another season of duking it out between Bethany and Saya on the world cup series. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great pick. Is that Amazing. a bold, is that a bold prediction right there? Have you Amazing ever heard of that? fucking insight? Fucking huge. Who, I think they go, I'm not gonna say it now. I'm not going to fuck around. I think Cam and Elise win the Worlds this year. Rock Cam and Elise, Cam and Elise. You think like US, US? Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Cam and Elise win. Yeah. I think, and also I think the US amateurs dominate. Hard. I mean, okay. Yeah. Hard dominate, hard fucking dominate. You want to go back to being, oh, that's really bold. I mean, come on. Yeah, hard fucking, yeah, okay. You can say it's bold, but they haven't dominated the last couple. True, but it's like wherever, yeah, no, that's true. Good point. I don't, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't even think they dominate. I don't. I think okay. Europe is just a step ahead of the game right now. Okay. Um, I will say this. I want to ask you this. You know, the, the, you know what? You know what? Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. You know what they should do for the Worlds? Like I've said, tear out the start hill, make it half the height, make the first jump a must pedal manual first jump, and fucking put the Worlds in July. 
So then you have to make the Europeans come and race in 105 degrees of humidity. The U.S. wants to win. That's exactly what they need to That's do. That's the formula for pure domination. Wait, they talk about the Ryder Cup. They set up the course for the home the home country. So if they yep. were in Europe, they set it up for Europeans, U.S., U.S. U.S., set it up for your guys. The steep hill doesn't do anything for the U.S. people. That's the only track nope. in the U.S. that has a steep start mm-hmm. hill. Everywhere in Europe, it's they're so basically true. on that kind of steep start hill, I bet, oh, or like so closer true. to. So it's like you're just putting them on even playing field or in a disadvantage. Put them on the one that's mm-hmm. going to give them some kind of advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't have, couldn't, have, couldn't have said it better myself. Here's the big question, because I think we probably talked about it uh, a year ago, and we both said it was going to happen this year, and it hasn't. So I'm going to say it. Does Laura Smulders get 30 World Cup wins? No, she's not winning another one. Period. Damn, that's a bold call. And I, that's just, it hurts, but it is a, it's a bold call. You got young gunners just at her heels. I mean, ahead of her heels this past year. So fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think she wins another international like world cup world champs or anything. Okay. Can I, let me ask you this and I'm going to change it up. I'm just going to throw a couple of random questions at you. Do you think Nick Kimmons at 13 world cup wins by the end of his career? Do you think he gets to 20? No, not even close. Not even close. Um, let me scroll down here for a sec. Dude, you got to go down a while to find people that might start ticking away at those World Cup wins that don't aren't in a list. Um, Romain's... Romain has eight now. No, he has six. Romain Mayu has six now. Does he get to 10 by the That's end of his lot. career? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Um, let me go to this side now. Bethany and Saya both have six World Cup wins. Which one of them gets to 10 first? If either. Oh, that's a good question. Saya. I think, the reason I say that, because I think Saya, for some reason, I feel like she can be a bit more consistent throughout the year and win multiple tracks, whereas I feel like when that's more of a peaker, when she peaks, she's like untouchable, but she... Yeah. Probably not as competitive as often. That's my reasoning. I feel that I feel that way too. Like when Beth is ready to go win a race, she seems to do a very good job of getting herself ready to win that race. And it's like we're talking untouchable at those races. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> like good luck to anybody. As long as she gets somewhat of a mm. clean start, she's gone. So I think she has that, whereas I feel like Sai is like pretty consistently fast everywhere all the time. Yeah. Well, we got a couple of good questions in the chat here. I should go through a couple. All right, let's let's do the Olympic. We got to do our Olympic predictions. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, we had so we quick pause. We had an Olympic uh, prediction show in the spring, and I don't even remember what we said. Oh, so, so I wish somebody could call us out on it right now. We should have. This might be different. I know. Do you want me to? Did I write anything down in our notes? You think then? Probably not. I mean, I I think I've said Romain for Olympic champion, and I think I've been saying that for like the last couple of years, even. I agree with that so. too. Let me just, as we're chatting about it, let me go back. It was in the spring, you think? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 24 Olympic yeah. predictions. Let's see if we wrote anything down. We absolutely did not write any of our... No, we don't write shit down. We just talk. We just talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Romain Mayu, Olympic champion. Joris Day, Olympic medalist, second or third. And we're going fucking... I think I'll probably go France top 
all three. The only reason I haven't called the third is because I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Pills, Jeremy, or or Sylvan. <laughs> <laughs> you think so, it's a, a podium sweep by the French at the Olympics? Yeah. Holy shit! Can you? The three of them are gonna okay. The three of them are for sure gonna be in the main. I think. I think Romain and Joris. For some reason, I feel like it's gonna be a first third situation, and I feel like someone else is gonna get second. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. That usually happens, guy. First two battling, whoever's in second gets pushed up enough that somebody slides in mm-hmm. past it. But yeah, that's normal, I think. So yeah. Yeah. I'm taking the opposite of that. I hate when I have to say go against friends, but it's like, I, I think George wins. Okay. I think, he, I think he does. I think he does. I could see a, I could see a Romain, Isaac, Joris situation. Top three. Yeah, George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good call. I think Bethany wins for... I think she repeats. Mm. Can you imagine it? Bethany, I think so too. Bethany and I think Syed. Mm. Fucking Axel. Can we get an Axel update? Maybe <laughs> Axel gets on the box. <laughs> Is she training? Is she injured? Is she working right Dude, now? If what are she's, we doing? I'm, I'm telling you, if she's healthy and she makes the O show, I don't know what the situation is like in the French woman department for points and selection or whatever, but man, she could really do it. She could really, really do it. Last post is of her just climbing, I don't know, the fucking Swiss Alps. I don't really know where it is in the snow. It's not Stands, the Swiss Alps. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Rocky train and getting ready. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> getting ready to wreak havoc in the elite class. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll go I'll go Beth winning. I'll go I'll go like a Beth Zoe Saya situation. Mm. So Beth Beth Zoe Saya. Yeah, yeah fair and enough. And I'll go Romaine Romaine Isaac. Joris. Nice. Good picks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll swap Joris and Romain there. Are you going to Isaac too? Um, no. Easy I'm to not. forget about him because he hasn't raced all year. But I know. Fuck, he's going to be back and has the home world cups and like he's going to be fast as shit. Yeah. I don't know if I will though. I, I might actually take, let me just look quickly in the ranking. Shit. Should I take he's, another? Should, I might just probably, take Carlos again. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was another guy I thought. <laughs> Just bump him up a spot, put him in the silver. Yeah, I mean, that's another guy I thought of. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one. He's uh, just carving his Olympic legacy. Unbelievable, dude! I, fuck it, no, Mariana's getting on the podium again. God, I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah, I, I think her and Elise are in the main, but I, I, if I had to pick a top three, I wouldn't, wouldn't pick them. But I really hope Mario. I gotta hope Mariana wins, dude. Can you imagine? <laughs> or just get, or maybe just get a bronze and make the uh, full collection. You know, you think <laughs> you think if someone off someone offered you can have a silver or bronze. Do you think she'd pick a silver, or do you think she'd pick a bronze? Just have the full collection. Part of me wishes she would just be like, "I'll just take that bronze to get the collection. I have all three. You know what? It's like silver, bronze. I mean, what's I mean. Silver's better than bronze, obviously, but it's also kind of like it's a metal is metal. Probably, so if you're not if you're not winning, a, obviously Olympics is different, but it's kind of like if I look back on like other races, like personally, I consider like World Cup podiums kind of a World Cup podium. It's not a win. Like second, third is is pretty. I don't know. It's a podium. Right. Once you're not winning, it's a podium. Like of course, I would rather have second, but podium's a podium, really. Yeah, I get that. I know what you're saying. If you think if somebody offered her. Take this bronze, or you can go fight for a gold or silver. Would you just take the bronze? What do you mean by go? Like fight? a hypothetical world, they're just like, okay, in this world, you can get on the gate and you can just not race and you get a bronze, 
or like you'll snap of a fingers, the race will be done and you'll have bronze or you get I think she takes race. It. You think she just takes the bronze? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it, are we talking like before the race weekend start or are we talking like you made the main and you can i don't know you can be like i guess make well, you made the main and now it's like snap the fingers you wake up you have a bronze <laughs> or you race it out and you try to win a gold or silver i think if you know you have a shot at winning like if you feel fast enough i think you take your chances because you'd always be like well i what sold is? myself short like yeah i sold myself short like you might as well yeah like, you know you don't get out of bed every day to just like, settle like you want to go out there and be able to see what you can do. Yeah. I think though, like if you're, if you realistically know, like I, like I don't have the speed to win, like you just stumbled your way into the final. You're like, fuck it. I'll just take the bronze. <laughs> I don't have the speed to win. I'm in lane. I'm in fucking lane five <laughs> starts have been off. <laughs> We're getting pulled. <laughs> I haven't found a place to fuck it. Maybe, maybe you take, over. maybe you take a fourth and just, <laughs> right. you know, but like it's still, <laughs> still a great result. <laughs> yeah, you can you can pad your Wikipedia page. Fourth of the Olympics is great. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. What a, what an option that would be. What a dilemma would have to be to pick that in your head. I mean, like to be to be real, like getting to the gate in Rio. Like if someone had told me you could have the bronze or not race, I would take the bronze because like I realistically wasn't gonna win. Like I wasn't I wasn't fast. I wasn't gonna be able to beat Sam or Connor. Yeah. And like, especially coming from like lane five. But if someone's like bronze, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You're playing percentages. You take the bronze. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Life, life changing result. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of things in the chat. Do I want to rip through them? Okay. Let's, let's go through. I hate to say this. No, do let's, it. Let's call an Olympic heart. Let's call an Olympic heartbreak. Oh, like at the Olympics. Why does Alfredo come to Don't. mind? <laughs> Don't we can't do that. We can't do Why it. Why does our dear friend Alfredo come to mind? Just you know, when you just when you slide out in the semi <laughs> two years in a row while winning, you just you can't shake it. You just can't shake that name anymore. You slide out two years in a row in a semi at the world champs leading. He's I mean, that's that like good. ancient history though. I mean, that's 2018, 19. That was a long time ago. Yeah, of course. Definitely huge. Totally. We don't remember that. It's not like we're bringing it up on the show in 2023. Sylvan kind of comes to mind too. Don't. Oh, wow. Which one? What? You think Maybe that's going to be one? a heartbreak? Yeah. Oh, I hate that one too. I hate I all could, these heartbreaks. I'm, God, with just the French team, I could see him just getting fucked and not getting to, not being able to go. And I hate to say that. Hurts. When he's not in there, dude, it sucks for them. Like if they're, if they miss a race, miss world cups, like he missed, Dude, or World Cups, technically, like that's brutal for them because I mean, you got guys like Germany, like pills, like on his heels, nipping away, trying to get in there. You know what, though? He was in the top, kind of a bit of a saving grace for Sylvan, even though he got hurt in Argentina. Like, pills didn't even race in Argentina, he got hurt too. And Jeremy ate shit the first weekend or whatever. It kind of, I don't know if it made a huge difference, right? In their, in their situation, but I guess we'll have to see. I think it would have. Let me just take a look. I know this might not make <laughs> this might not mean anything. You know but... what? You know what? So much of the Olympics is timing. It's every four years. You could have the two years prior be killing it, and then the year leading in and the year of it just be a bit off, and then it doesn't line up with when you're really racing well. Yeah. I feel like it hasn't lined up for Sylvan and Laura. This time There's around. so many years. There's just been years when Sylvan was and Laura were just so fucking good. Oh, you mean? And I feel like it's yeah, like previously. Yeah, I feel like the Olympic cycles haven't lined up with them. 
hundred percent. It's fair. And I think it's true too. Yeah. I mean, look at some of the years Laura had, she won like the entire series outright almost felt like Sylvan was dominating after 2016. It felt yeah. like too, he was riding phenomenally being in 2019 phenomenal. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess 2021 Sylvan was still, but, um, but I look at top three in front, uh, in the Olympic ranking in the French Olympic ranking is Joris Romain Sylvan. Now, that's not their criteria ranking. I don't know what their criteria is different than what's going to be on the UCI website for points, but I'm just saying the UCI points, it's those three. If I was a if I was a federation person or like the national team coach deciding, I think you just take the races of the year, of the Olympic year, and just run whoever's fucking hot. I don't think anything else year before it matters. I guess if you're them, yes. If you're yeah, other the country, like, I'm yeah. talking, I'm talking like the French situation. I think you just go, okay, Jan one to whatever end of May. This That's is the only time of year that ma- that matters. I don't know. You got to pick who's hot and who's riding well. So what if, yeah, what if someone wins the year before, then they just go quartered. They get quartered every race. Like you want to pick that guy for the Osho? No, I guess you're right. You don't. But at the same time, you have to get the points, and you have those guys that fucking peak and get all the points. You're like. Okay, like if you could peak for those and then you just have a few bad races, or is, it, is it because you're peaking for the Olympics now? Like what's going on? You know what I mean? Like do you give them the shot thinking they're just peaking for the Olympics? Or then do you say, no, no, you're, you're sucking now. You got all the points, but you suck now. We're going to go with somebody or maybe else. You pa- maybe you pad it and build a little safety net and just take, okay, you take the top two guys who have performed the best, and then you take a third coach's pick. So then if Joris starts sucking, you still pick him, obviously. I think something like that is, is a prime play to do, yeah. You need a mix of both in there, I think. You need a mix of both because of that reason of like people try to peak for races and there are people that are good at that. And then, yeah, you you got guys that just run hot during the year. Like, dude, Olympic year, let's be real, Pills was running pretty hot. I don't think he was the top three to be picked, but there was an argument for it to be made that he was, he could have been. He was fucking red hot. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Joris has a couple bad weekends. You did not pick Joris for the Olympics. Okay. You're I mean, fucking psychopath. Like, you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just I think throw that, your job position away? Because the whole French Federation is going to be like, what the hell are you doing? I think you take the top two picks or points, and then you take a, a coach's pick for the third. And I think you get the best team. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Do you want those random questions now? Yeah. Um, Chris. Uh, Mona Smith says, how soon till uh, Ava Corley wins a USA BMX title in pro? I mean, it's, it's going to be quite a long time. Yeah, she's I think really it's, I think it's, yeah, I she's think not, it's, she's yeah. not even, she's, she's not even pro yet. No. So I don't think that's one. Um, yeah. Is there any silly season uh, signings lately? Pro or amateur? I don't think there's anything crazy. I haven't heard anything from Bacardo yet. Um, Larson still hasn't uh, posted which of the three. You want to talk about? Win. You want to talk about flying at the test track? I was seeing Anthony do his half laps at San Diego BMX the other week. Yeah, chatting with him, he was flying. Love it, dude! Fucking flying. Yeah, that's some sauce trip action right there, dude. Shibby. Yeah, going up. Um, this is a good one from Alicia English. Do we see any big retirements in 2024? Yes, I think so. Oh, good question. Yeah. At the yeah, end of the probably. Season, I think we see a. A handful of big ones. To be honest, I thought Mariana would have already retired, but I think she does after this year, personally. Twenty now she's going to LA at this. You can't fucking stop now. You gotta <laughs> go to LA. <laughs> does that mean Elisa's going to LA too? Fuck yeah, you got dude, it's up the street. You gotta go to LA. 
for that reason, it feels like she has to, I know, but it's just like, Oh my no God. Way. 37. Hell yeah. What about, what about Sylvan and Joris? I, yeah, they for sure will keep racing hundred okay. percent. Okay. I could see them. I could see like Joris just like chilling out on his schedule a bit, maybe just doing some world cups and whatever. I don't know, but I, yeah, I don't think he'll stop at all. I don't think Sylvan will either. Love that. Okay. Those were kind of my concerns of potential ones there. I bet some people we won't expect, wouldn't have expected, will. Yeah, that's true. 100%. You don't, it's not just age. It's like points of people, like where they're at in their life, how their career has gone. It makes a big difference, I think, how your career is going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Who else? Anybody else, really? Alfredo? Yeah, that's a good one, actually. He's a bit. He'll be 32-1 next year. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's got his business on this. Yeah, I could see him retiring. Mm-hmm. You never know. What about, like, um, the Argentina boys, like a Molina or, or Fre- a Freddy? Dude, speaking of Argentina guys, Torres, is he ever getting out of the fucking hospital? I'm going to look Poor right guy. now. Poor guy. Holy st- smokes. Wait, wait, wait. Is he still there? Dude, I'm pretty sure every time I see no. him post a story, he's just in the hospital with no, his no, leg. No, no, like, no. I'm on his I'm on his fucking page right now. Molina said he got an infection, and then they have to just like, fucking. This is a photo of him. That's definitely day sixty-seven. He says, "Dude, I don't know if that's for sure, but dude, there's a. Oh is this a, are you on his story right now? No, you're not on his story. No, no I'm not on his story. There's definitely this is him in the hospital. It says day sixty-seven. I would assume that means day oh, sixty-seven. <laughs> He's doing something to his leg. He's trying to bend his knee. I think they're bending his leg for him. And then his uh, wife and kid are there now. And his kid's there with him. It's very, He's standing very with tough. crutches. He's standing with crutches. So that's a good sign. Oh, poor guy. Jesus. What does this mean? I'm going to say something in Spanish to you, and you're going to tell me. <laughs> you got an infection. Camino a casa. Uh, Provicio para agradeza. <laughs> something with uh, gracias, something... With the hands up like this, you know, the classic. It's a surefire way to feel really dumb is to try and speak another language. (laughs) How do I get out of this now? Hold on. Let me get out of this. Trying to see a post now. Is there any post? I feel like he's a good guy to get a post in maybe. Yeah, it's a post four days ago. Who? uh, What's his name? Torres? Torres. Let's see. hit the translation button. Thank God for the translation button. The long awaited day has arrived. Just got discharged. How happy I feel knowing everything's going well. Just won my toughest race. Uh, a new life experience. Never forget. It was a tough few months, but it, uh, we put everything in to push through. So, yeah, he's going home now. Starts, to, reco- starts to recover at home now. Good. All the best to Taurus. Yeah, holy. Um, all right, let's run through the top 10 in UCI, and we'll give, a, we'll give an overall season letter grade. Yes. I like this a lot. We did this a little. Who do we do this with? The USA Riders. We did it after Tulsa. After Tulsa, yeah. So that was great. Let's do this again. Uh, so we're going individual ranking. Run down first to tenth in individual UCI ranking, and you give a grade on their entire season. If they race the USA BMX series, you can include that as well. So it's a holistic view. Holistic view. Yes. Great. Look at you with the fancy words. Um, Ten four. Men first. Uh, Romain Mayu. A plus. A plus, yeah. Joris Today. A plus. Diego Arboleda. Mm. 
B plus. That's fair. Uh, I was going to give around the same. I was going to give a B. Mm. I feel like he always has a lot of hype going into the year, and, and it's just you're waiting for his breakout too. Mm-hmm. So. He didn't win. He didn't win much, yeah. No. Uh, Carlos Ramirez. I'd say B. Like, good, solid. Yeah. It's about, like, what he normally does. Mm. Nothing that really stood out, but also nothing that was bad. Uh, Jeremy Rancrell. Coming back from injury. You know what? I I would give him an A. Like, he came back from a pretty brutal injury. Had a big one at the Worlds. Gutted it out. Like, you know what? Worked hard for that A. He was he grind he, the A didn't come easy. He had to fucking grind for the A. <laughs> yes. I agree with that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. He studied his ass off for the test. <laughs> um Pills. Arthur Pillard. Wait, is my voice volume normal? Yeah, it seems fine right now. Okay. So sorry, pills, you said? Yeah, pills. Mm, B. Fair. It wasn't anything. Wasn't anything like stand out amazing. And it wasn't anything just yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um pa, 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 Simon Marquart. Bit of a resurgence. I yeah, kinda thought so too. Him, yeah. Give him like an give him like an A minus. Yeah, I would that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I felt the same. Um Nick Kimmon. C. Yeah, not his best best year for sure. No, like still past the course, but there's a whole lot more in there. We're gonna we're gonna need to tap out. Seems like he, yeah, kind of said the kind of just said the minimum for the project. <laughs> kind of just like throw it together, duct tape it together. Yeah. Fuck it, good enough, good enough for this project. You know, fucking hand it in, move yeah. on. I watched one of the video of him and his brother doing this trip through like um, it was through Copenhagen or Sweden and all these places, dude. I will say the guy. He can go out and win World Cups and Olympics and all this stuff, and then he can have a bad year. You think he's doing crap, but the guy still knows how to live his life and have a good time. Like the fact he just went on like a road trip through wherever, was, I thought it was sick. It's kind of random, but cool. Nick Nick's such a nice, good guy. I've always really liked him. Yeah. Uh, ninth, Leo Garion. You know, a like he, especially with his first year in like the elite class, I think was was good. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Kind of, he didn't yeah. really know how he was going to do. Kind of thought maybe it was. Kind of get his doors kicked in a little bit just being the lead class, but he didn't at all. I thought he was, like, yeah, he, he, he well. hung right away. Speaking of which, what happened to um, God, I just drawn a blank. What happened to my U23 guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I just I'm drawing a complete blank. Fucking Romain look like, yeah, what's his name again? Oh, it's dude, a tough I, look for both of us, dude. This is really tough. He's my guy. I, I. I know his name. I just drawing a complete blank. Mm. You know what? That's just it's a in his, no 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 fuck look, this. It's a We're bad gonna look all around because if we can't remember it, it's not a good thing. You know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, Dylan Gobert. Dylan Gobert. Rem- what happened to that guy? <laughs> no, seriously, what happened? What happened to that guy this year? Was it U23 or Elite? I don't know. <laughs> He's racing elite, but I don't think it went well. <laughs> you know what? It's interesting. Like him and Garyon, like obviously Garyon was better in U23, but like the, the difference in U23 can look small, but then, then you move those two same riders to the elite class with so many other riders, and then the gap is just fucking huge. One guy's getting eighths, and one guy's making mains. 
when they look somewhat similar in U23. Yeah. It is nuts. That's why you can't take for granted, like just watching people, one in the younger class, you can't take for granted watching somebody in practice. It's a different you know ball what? game, dude. You hear you hear people say too, like, oh, look at the U23s of these fast amateurs are within fucking, I don't know, a couple tenths of a full lap time in elite men, or they're like a couple hundreds off to the first jump. Like, yeah, they're right there. It's like, you don't understand how big of a difference that is. Like you put this guy in a gate in lane four in the elite class, he's going to get two cranks around and guys are going to be in his lane. Yes. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's not even like the guy won't be able to do a full lap and be close. Cause he, he won't make it to the first jump with a clean, clean air in front of him. Like people don't understand how fast the elite men class is to the first jump. You got these guys in this class that have free, the free space, free air. They know they're getting out clean. Yep. They're putting out their best gates ever. Now try to do that in between two of the fastest guys in the world get cut off like you're you're going to get cut off and you're going to get spit out the back and then hope that you're not getting dropped to last like so it's like in a full lap with clean air yeah you can be like somewhat close but it's like he it's not it's not the same world no that i think a lot of people don't realize it's a different ball game it's straight up it's Completely. just a different ball game you're going from triple a to mlb or like i don't know double a to mlb yeah so yeah kind of wild uh, last one for the men, top 10 UCI ranking, um, Mateo Carmona. You know what? I'd say like an A. He was good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he stood out. He got on the podium in the World Cup. It's kind of hard. Yeah. To, the one thing I'll say is like, does that one standout performance give him that A? Well, it's just like, does one good test give you an A in school? You know, you got to wait it. I would say no. We're twenty percent of your grade. So I'm giving, I'm going, dropping him down to like a B. Okay. Yeah. I'm going A still. Yeah. That was a midterm. That was a midterm worth a fucking forty percent of your grade. <laughs> <laughs> and he aced it. So he I mean, he might, he might have ducked, he might have limped through a couple other projects, but he still got, he still got <laughs> an A. <laughs> All right, that's good for the men. Should go to the women. Yeah. All right. Uh, first up, Bethany Schriever. Um, yeah, A plus world champ was awesome at World Cups. A plus, yeah. Um, Saya Sakakibara, why are my lights flickering? A, if the, if this easy, power goes out right now, dude, easy, a, easy, a, a speaking of power going out, Jesus, A plus. I don't know if my voice was cracking, but it was quiet <laughs> having issues, yeah. A plus, that's easy one. Uh, now it gets trickier. Uh, Laura Smulders, B minus, okay, fair one, good, too. but. There's a lot more there. Do you think there is more there? Yep. Good. Good answer. <laughs> um, Zoe Classens. B. Yeah, it was like good, but I wouldn't say. I was expecting more breakouts. I was expecting more. Yeah, breaks. it wasn't like spectacular. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a judgment call and say this one can only be talked about on the World Cup. Because if you include USA, she'll have an A. At least Willoughby. Only World Cups. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a, yeah. I would say overall like an A. Like severely kind of disadvantaged flying back and forth. Yeah. From, you know, from North America to Europe. It's like, especially when most of the riders she's racing, it's all are there riding the tracks beforehand. So I'd say she, I'd say she was fucking good, all things considered. Like podium at the world's. Dude, she's 32, like, hey. Hey, yeah. So that's, if you take that into account, which most people won't, but you need to, it's, it's really impressive. 
goes from drinking old fashions in Chicago at Sean's wedding to <laughs> in the World Cup and France battling for a podium the following weekend. Oh, fuck yeah. Phenomenal. Make make Beth and Sia do the same thing. Have them go to <laughs> Chicago and, <laughs> and dance and fucking drink old fashions and then go race a World Cup across the pond the next weekend. What a different race that would be, in my opinion. Let's see that shit pan out. There would be a lot more bar-to-bar head-to-head action. Mm. Um, Mariana Pajon. I don't know. I have a hard time this one. Like, nothing really makes me stand out one way or the other, being like, yeah, so I'll just throw a B out there. Yeah, I was kind of thinking to a B. Like, good. Yeah, overall. Yeah. Uh, Meryl Smulders. It's kind of weird. It's like, you know, you skipped class, you fucking didn't turn your homework in, but then you showed up for the midterm, got an A on the midterm, kind of just like <laughs> A on a group project, fucking D on the paper. So we're going <laughs> to. We'll go fucking probably we'll give her a I don't know, a B probably. That seems seems appropriate. I mean that's pretty spot on the way you explain it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um Molly Simpson. Good question. I'd say I'd say like a B overall was good, like solid. I wouldn't say any like spectacular standout stuff, but first year of elite. Yeah, I'd say B overall. Good. Yeah. I was a first year elite. Hey, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, like, for first year of elite, you did quite well. Yep. Um, I mean, especially compared to all the other U23 women, like, she did way better than them. True. Yeah. Speaking of the kind of the only other, I would say the main other U23 woman that we were, let's say, looking forward to watching in the elite class was this girl, uh, Melanie. How do you say her last name? Kelstrup? Kelstrup? No clue. Kelstrup? Kelstrup? Kelstrup. Melanie. From Denmark. I don't really, th- I think she was more like a C plus. Yeah, not great. Right. But she got like injured not. too. Like didn't get to see her a bunch. She crashed at Worlds, got injured. So she didn't get to see her the last half of the year. So I would consider that more of like a. How did like you a, say your first name? Melanie. It's, it's not Melanie, is it? It's M A L E N E. Yeah, isn't it Maylene? Maylene, sorry. I was thinking... I was going to say, I'm how the fuck are you pronouncing M-A-L-E, it? M-A-L-E, but in my head I said it M-E-L-A. <laughs> yeah. Maylene. Maylene, yeah. How do you say her last name? If I give you the letters, would you be able to say it? <laughs> Maylene K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go like... I'll go C+. Plus. Like, yeah. She wasn't like terrible by any means, but kind of expecting more, especially being world champion from U23. And I don't know, kind of... You'd think she would have done better for first year of elite. I think we talked about it, and I think we both agreed that uh, Maylene and Molly were the <laughs> I two. I can't believe you called her Melanie. I was. It's crazy, you know. It's, it's just. It's, it's funny. Damn, you that's You know crazy. what? I mispronounced many names in my day, so no worries. Um, yeah. Sorry. Continue. Those two, Molly and Maylene, were duking out in U twenty three the year before, and it kind of felt like Maylene had the upper hand the whole time. But we both kind of I think thought that's like. For some reason, I felt like Molly was setting herself up for elite and Maylene was there to win U23 and it showed the first year. It feels like, I know Maylene got injured, so we can't take things that away. She got injured, she missed mm-hmm. some races, but Molly came into elite and it felt like she was just part of the class more so, in my opinion. Yeah, and I know from coaching Molly then too, like she was looking at U23 just to gain some experience to go elite. Like she wanted to go elite right away, but we thought staying in U23 would be good initially. And I think it really did help her, but... 
she always viewed as a stepping stone. She just wanted to race elite. And you can kind of tell, like she's more suited for the elite women class overall than U23, which is what you want, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and our last one on the list, this will be an interesting one. I don't know what to give here. Felicia Stansel. C plus. Yeah. I think she, uh, she fumbled her way through Not the great. year, but then just came back with enough. She aced the final midterm to bring her mark up or the final, she aced the final exam to bring her mark up. Mm -hmm. But just kind of, otherwise just kind of like passing tests and quizzes, the teachers, like I need more. I know there's more there you're passing, but you know, there's more, you could be an A student, you're a C student. Yeah. C plus. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. It's a good one. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's get into some uh, questions from the grandstands. I do have them this time. I was prepared. All right, start enough. us off. I'll pull them up here. Okay. From uh, Bandigas underscore Farkas. What do you guys think about Nicholas Torres? Is he coming back? Yes, he's coming back. And I'm going to add to this question. Do we think he is going to be at the Olympics for Argentina? Torres, no. Unfortunately, not. No, man, that injury is going to be a long, long go. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, not. Say. From Brody Deerdorf 56, what was the worst pro race this year? Worst pro race. Worst pro race. Was the LA one that good, really, pro race-wise? That's the one that came to mind, and the only reason I think it wasn't great is because most people were in Argentina. Yeah. But it's not like the race was bad, just not as many people were there. So my counterpart to that would be, was Reno better? I thought Reno was better. I thought there was, no. more, hype. I thought there was more hype before it, but I don't really oh, know. Oh, hype. I thought you were talking tracks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Reno was anything special, for sure. No, I don't think so either. So I don't, I don't really know which I'd put. Probably one of those two. Mm. All right. Um, from Raiden underscore Thompson BMX. Who's won the most elite men USA BMX races and same with elite women? Good question. I'm not sure. I mean, at least for sure for women. I think it would have to be Joris too, at least in Joris. Yeah, probably Joris now, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know who would have been before the, before the Joris's time who would have had more. but Like Sam and Bubba would both have a lot too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Probably Joris. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... Are the beers, uh, Ryan Warren, BMX, what's your favorite place to race at? So we'll, we'll answer this in past tense. What's your favorite place to race at? Hmm. I like, I like Black Mountain BMX. I nice. like racing there. Yeah, okay. I like there. I liked Rock Hill a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, funny enough, there's like... I still uh, am waiting for my white picket fence to come in so I can protest the start hill there in Rock Hill. Mm -hmm. But I actually I loved racing there too. Mm. So, what else? What other ones though? There's others. Obviously, Florida. Florida races were always fantastic. Oh, I loved. I liked Oldsmar a lot. Always. Fair. Yeah. <clears throat> Never really feel like I had success, but yeah, they are good. Um, for Megan Dungeon, favorite off-season activity that you actually do and not just talk about doing. Uh, like when I was racing golf. Golf. Even though I did it during the season eventually, too. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a both. <laughs> uh, 
Who do, from Will Hamilton, who do you think will be able to train enough in the short off season to stand out next year? I mean, I think he, everyone has the same situation, so I think he's the same riders. Is there anybody that will stand out though? Do you think? It's a good question. Like, do you think there's anybody that shines through a little bit more? I think, like, I think somebody like Picardo. I think he's low key been like he raced mm-hmm. the grants technically as that short off season, but I think he's been on the trend. So I think, I think it's looks more his yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my time. Are the beers cold? Thirty four. Wait, we already did that. What's your favorite race of the year? Did we do that? I think we kind of did, didn't we? Yeah, with Ryan the Warren's grants, there yeah. was kind of the same. Yeah. Um, Kyle Kaiser, will Joris make it to Vegas? What's in Vegas? Nope. I don't know, but no. <laughs> From Ty Armstrong, this is a good question. Does tire pressure make a big difference to performance? What did you both use to run? It actually does. Yeah. You think it does? You think so? Yeah, it actually does make a difference. I don't know how big of a difference, but depending on the track, like, you know, if you have like a perfectly soil tack track, you can run your tires rock hard. I think it'd be faster, but it, theoretically, like if you're on a dirt start hill and fucking tracks bumpy, you'd be actually a bit better to run them a bit softer. Cause then you glide more over the bumps instead of just kind of like bouncing. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I ran them hard. I, I ran mine at a hundred PSI. I did the same uh, towards the end of the career. I think I was okay <laughs> with running 95. Sounds stupid. Just saying I was okay with going down five PSI, but I think I realized though, it's like, I don't know if that makes is that if it really makes that big of a difference. And It'd I, be I very, do think it is, yeah. I I always liked 100 because I always thought, okay, hard, rock hard, it's going to be fast. Our tracks are not that bumpy. As long as you're smooth on the track, you're not going to have to worry about a hard tire versus a soft tire. So I'll just go hard to make as fast as possible. But I think I don't know. In the turns, sometimes I feel like running a hundo can be bad. Sometimes I don't know. Although our, our sport is so geared on the first straight, it's, it's specifically gate to first jump. So you just got to maximize whatever's fastest to the first jump and then deal with the rest, I think. Yeah, I kind of agree too. You're it's not like you're going to be third, st- third straight's bumpy. I'm going to take out 20 PSI. It's like you're wasting <laughs> your time completely. That's so true. Um, from Corey Franza, WA. Uh, will we ever see an A pro class again? Racing pro is a dream, but I'll wait till I'm 30 and go vet. Kind of like mixed feelings on this one. I think A Pro is good, but I also think just having one pro class is good. I don't, I don't really know what I think on this. It's hard. I've gone back and forth too. It's nice having. I know. It's nice. I hate to say it. It's nice having filler in the elite class sometimes. You feel better for the elite guys because I think it makes the top guys stand out more and makes people see that the top guys are, in fact, the top guys. If it's only all the top guys racing against each other, the guys that are like mid pack don't look as good because when, if they were to race the other pros that should be in the class, I mean, they'd whip, they'd smoke their ass, but it's like, they're not, they're mm-hmm. in separate classes. So then it's almost more fair, but at the same time you see things perspective gets blurred, I think. So I don't know. Yeah. And then I think part of the issue was two people would just stay in a pro forever when it's not meant, it's not meant for that. You know, I think that was part of the issue. Kind of, It's kind of like the two fifty class in, in uh, supercross it's like there are people that mm-hmm. are for lifers in that class and they've kind of turned it into your their career there it's different that you're on a different bike and bmx like dude we're all playing on the same playing field so it's i don't i think it's different i kind of like it now that it's like you want to race pro yeah you're racing pro yeah. you get in the gate beside joris and cam like i, th- I like that you just get you got to just jump into the sharks yep. shark tank pro is pro get in with the big dogs at some point at some point you just have to get in the game to perform at a high level so 
Yeah, you better be ready. If you want to go, if, what is, I don't know what was live. If you want to piss on the porch, you know, go sit your ass at home and be a porch puppy. If you want to play with the sharks, play with the big dogs, go what? be a dog. What? What quote was that? <laughs> I don't I've know. Never heard I read that in this my thing. life. I read this thing on Instagram. It's fucking hilarious about being a. If you want to be a porch puppy, go you know go piss on the porch or something. <laughs> if you want to be a dog, go out and run with the dogs. You know, it's. <laughs> I've never heard anything. I don't, like that I'm before. saying it's so wrong. It doesn't even make sense to me when I'm saying it. But fuck it, you know, <laughs> this go doesn't be a fucking really make dog. sense, but it's funny. Be a dog, baby. <laughs> uh, on on that note, pro gay Euro winning starts the great gate. Remain Mayu best starts of fucking 2023. Absolutely phenomenal starter. He practices on one. He trains on one. The World Cups, the World Championships, they're all going to be on a pro get Europe. I don't know why you you and your track doesn't have one yet. So you should probably go get one. Go get one. Remember, snap, snap on green. Snap on your green, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you, folks. What's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fussing the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>